This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hello and welcome to Rams Talk, the preview show. Uh, we are recording a little bit early, um, so we haven't yet beaten Wickham. Um, I say that, but it probably won't happen. But one thing we, we do know is that car park will not be full. Um, we're looking forward to the Lincoln game on Tuesday night, Valentine's Day. So love is in the air um, for some people. Um, hopefully you'll be able to still watch the game and also go out for some food. Or, or something like that, whatever you guys are doing. But yeah, delighted to be joined by Jake from the Stacey West podcast uh, to go through uh, the game on Tuesday. Jake, how are you? I'm good, mate. I'm, like I explained to you before we recorded, I've, I've just come out of five-a-side and my legs are in bits. So um, no, I'm good, mate. Looking forward to, to chatting about Derby because that's a club that I've got quite a few close connections with. So be good. Yeah, definitely. I'm looking forward to hearing some of your stories on that and also getting the lowdown on Lincoln. Um, so just want to, I suppose, start by asking you about the season so far and if you could mm-hmm. sum it up for me. Oh, um, Jamie, it's been a bit of a roller coaster, mate, to be honest. Um, to say we're unbeaten at home after 13 games, but we've only won two. Um, we've gone to Portman Road and won. We've gone uh, to some big grounds and, and played really well. Um, our issue is playing against teams in and around us. I think we're really... We just don't know how to to break that low block. And when a team wants to play football and, and wants to come on to us and leave space in behind for our, our, our really quick wingers in Shadipo and Jack Diamond, then we can have a field day. Like I, I remember Bristol Rovers away. We won um, 6-3, coincidentally. That's who we actually played before. Um, we play you guys on on Saturday. Um, and that game was our game plan to a T. We, we let Bristol Rovers come on to us and, and Jack Diamond was devastating on the counter. So... It's been a it's been a good season. We've had a couple of lows, obviously. Um, we've locked, we went out of the FA Cup in the first round to a non-league side, Chippenham Town, um, who were in the National League South. They knocked us out um, in the first round, which was pretty embarrassing. Um, we've had a bit of a cup run in the Papa John's Trophy. We got to the quarterfinals, lost to Atkinson Stanley. Um, it's not been a bad season for for Mark Kennedy's first year in charge. Um, you know, coming after Michael Appleton was always going to be a bit of a, a, a tricky ass to follow up, given that he got us to a playoff final in this, at this level. So, um, steady progress, I think. We've, we've definitely had some highs, but definitely some lows. And fingers crossed, we can we can make Tuesday night one of these um, one of these highs of the season. Yeah, and you'll be looking to do 
the double over Derby County, which would be, um, I suppose, uh, a really good thing from your side, not necessarily a good thing from from our side. And um, I just want to talk about that that game. Um, if you can cast your mind back, yeah. mm-hmm. um, obviously Derby were under Lima Senior at the time, a very different Derby County, um, and I'm sure you'll probably see a, a different Derby County on on Tuesday, Jake. But yeah. what were your thoughts after that game? Um, I was surprised. I, I, I genuinely was. Um, I, I cover League One quite extensively and I've been impressed with Derby under Liam Rossini. I was very, I think I was very much an advocate for Liam Rossini getting the job full time. I think he was a really good coach and behind Wayne Rooney, I thought Liam Rossini was the man that actually tactically really sorted Derby out. And I was really surprised to see that he parted, parted ways with the football club. Um, obviously went and got a job in the championship. So that sort of shows you what sort of calibre of the coach that he was. But I thought Derby were well, were well coached that night. Obviously they had some some big players. Conor Hurahan played um, 90 minutes. Jason Knight was fantastic. Um, McGoldrick come off the bench. Um, but the issue with Derby was they were playing it around the back an awful lot. And I don't think that Joe Wildsmith was quite on it with his feet. And I think we noticed that pretty early on and we... Um, we pressed you pretty quickly and were able to get the ball in in higher areas and turn the ball over. And ultimately, that's where um, the goals come from because I think it was a turnover and, and, and Jack Diamond was able to um, to, to win a penalty and, and then put it away. And then Ben House in the second half capitalised on another mistake. Um, although I think you had just scored uh, a goal that had been disallowed straight at the other end and, and we went down the other end and scored. So we scored at the right time. But in terms of Derby, I was really impressed um, under Rossini. I thought they... They kept the ball really well, probably not in the right areas, and I think you've improved that under Warm. Um, but no, I, I, I was I mean, from a Lincoln point of view, I was delighted. I've got a, a couple of um, Derby supporting mates who I play cricket with, so they uh, got some stick afterwards. But um, yeah, it was it was a great night under the lights at Central Bank, and to be fair, we've had a few of them over the last sort of six or seven years. Yeah. Well, you can have your your night under the lights and hopefully we can have our night under the lights on, on Tuesday. But we'll, we'll see what happens there. Looking at kind of the, the most recent fixtures, um, obviously winners last time out quite convincingly. Um, and then two kind of blanks against Cambridge and MK Dons. I guess that kind of goes back to what you were saying about not beating those teams that you probably should beat. Hmm. Has there been an issue? We, I know we obviously look at the 3-0 and, and probably you think, after that game, no. But has there been an issue with putting the ball in the back of the net? Yeah, massively. Um, so normally you'd, you'd like to go into a season with three strikers. I think we went into this season with two strikers. Um, Tom Hopper, who was club captain, um, and Ben House, who had only spent six months of us and had been um, playing in the National League um, the year before. So we were going in pretty unexpected. Um, since then, Tom Hopper's moved on to Colchester United, which sort of tells you the level of, of centre-forward that was. Um, and then we brought in Luke Plange, who Derby fans will know really well. Um, but but putting the ball in the, in the back of the net has been a problem for Lincoln for donkey's years, to be honest. We've never had a free-scoring football team. Um, we're always chasing around for a striker on deadline day. You can put your money on it. And um, I mean, obviously, on, on Actington, it all sort of, uh, on Saturday, it all really clicked for us going forward. But um, Cambridge and MK Dons, it we, we genuinely didn't look like we wanted to win the game. We never looked like we were going to lose the game. Um, and defensively, I think we're pretty outstanding. We don't we don't particularly concede many goals, but um, we just didn't look like we were, you know, wanting to win the game. I'm not sure whether that was a message from the, the coach or whether that was 
the players not having the confidence. But fingers crossed now that they put three past Atkinson on, on Saturday, they've, they've got that sort of confidence back and um, and they can go on a bit of a run of scoring goals. So um, to answer your question, Jamie, yeah, it's been an issue for about maybe 15 years, as long as I've been going. But um, fingers crossed, Ben House is the answer. Yeah, and obviously you said there, uh, Luke Plange, um, Derby County, um, product well, not a youth product, but came through and, and obviously had a really successful time with Derby before sealing that move to Palace. Didn't work out for his move to, to Belgium and now finds himself in, in League One. Um, you've obviously seen limited amounts of him. I think he did he come off the bench against yes. Accrington, yeah. yeah. So, um, what's been your early thoughts with him? Impressed with the signing, yeah. Um, uh, I was actually very impressed because I think. When the the news sort of broke the day before deadline day, they were linking the likes of Barnsley and Charlton with him, who, um, with greatest of respect to Lincoln, are, are bigger football clubs than what we are. Um, and I'd seen quite a lot of Luke plans this season that you were in the Championship. Obviously, you guys were on Sky Sports quite a lot, so I was able to to watch Darwin get down a few times. Um, and I was really impressed with him when you were in the Championship. He scored a couple of really good goals. Um, I thought he put himself about. We had a real good fist of it um obviously he earned his move over to um to, to palace in the premier league it's it, the the first loan you sort of tend to find if you if you're at this level and you take first loanies on they don't tend to work as well as those lads who have done out on loan for example we had um morgan whitaker obviously derby youth product a couple of years ago um on his first loan spell then went to plymouth on loan at the start of this season and, and tore it up so it, you know that's the sort of thing that, you, that can happen and fingers crossed that happens with luke plans and you know, he's he, he came on for I'm trying to forget, I think he came on for for Shadipo on um on Saturday. Looked quite tidy. I thought he was really impressive. He held the ball up well, itching to get a goal, um, had a couple of opportunities. I think we were carving Atkinson apart by the time he had got onto the pitch. So plenty of opportunities for him, but it wouldn't be bad a bad way for, for Luke to score his first goal uh, back at Pride Park in front of twenty five thousand, whatever it is that's gonna be there on Tuesday night. And um, but Overall, really impressed with Luke. I think um, he's a signing that Mark wanted in the summer but wasn't able to get. Um, but yeah, fingers crossed he can, he can put a few in the net because um, we've already got one striker that scores goals. So if he, he can complement Ben House, then um, I think we might be on for a winner. Yeah, definitely. And I agree. And, and that's no disrespect to, to Lincoln, but I was surprised to, to see you get him in, in all yeah. honesty. Um, so yeah, hopefully he doesn't score on Tuesday night, but past then I uh, wish the best for for Luke Plange um, but we always say Derby fans always say you know whenever a, an old player comes back they're, they're due a they're due a goal I remember Tom Huddleston scoring against us I think it's probably one of his only goals that he'd scored <laughs> in his career maybe so uh, yeah that's probably bound to happen I'll definitely cover uh, cover that as a bet to be quite honest um We've obviously talked, I know you've, you've referenced um, Ben Hauser a little bit um, with regards to uh, being, I suppose, being your danger man. Is there anyone else that we should look out for, someone that potentially could be a problem for Derby on, on Tuesday? Yeah, I think, I think there's a few now. Um, obviously, Ben Hauser is the top scorer. Jack Diamond is someone who's on loan from Sunderland, who's got loads of experience in the EFL. He was at Harrogate, um, stepped up to leave one with us this year. Um, and has done pretty well, actually. I think he obviously got the goal um, last time around against you guys. He scored against um, Ipswich. So he scored some pretty big goals. He's a, a really good player. He is one that will keep your full-backs or your wide centre-backs on their toes because he's lightning quick. Um, tends to, to lead the press with his aggression as well. So he's a tidy player. 
I mentioned to you before we come on, Ethan Erehon. Um, I've only seen 90 minutes of him, um, but I'm absolutely purring at the thought of seeing him play again tomorrow. Um, um, uh, Rumoured £300,000 move over from St Mirren, who were fourth in the Scottish Premier League. So I think it was a bit of a question move, but um, you know he's, he's a really good player and he just allows Lincoln to play 10 yards further up the pitch towards the opposition goal, which I think then unlocks Teddy Bishop. Um, who's someone that you'll know well personally. Um, he's he on Saturday he was playing in midfield with Erahon and Teddy Bishop looked unbelievable um, going forward. He could pick passes, um, and I think Teddy Bishop is unreal when he's he's best when he's running at players and, and making them commit. And Teddy can just knock the ball the other way and get past them, uh, and and then he can feed the likes of Diamond Shadipo and and Ben House, and we can be dangerous in transition. So. Um, I've given you a few names there. Defensively, we're pretty good. Um, Carl Rushworth is a goalkeeper that I certainly know Derby were linked with in the summer from Brighton. He's come in. He's been pretty good. Um, Regan Paul is a player that, that should not be playing at this level uh, in terms of, I think he's by far a, a, um, a championship defender. And then Paul O'Connor, I think, has been really good this season as well. Signed on a free from Bradford City in the summer. Um, I pretty much named our entire, our entire <laughs> team here, but... You know, um, yeah, Paulie O'Connor's been really good as well. So, um, danger men all over the place, really. And and if if they play like they did on Saturday, then um, I think we could be on for a good one. Yeah, yeah. And just coming back to to Teddy Bishop, I mean, he struggled with injuries, and I think that's yeah. that's been the, you know, that's been his career over the last three, four, five seasons. Um, I saw his debut at Pride Park, and he was unbelievable that day. Mm. He was he was bossing it. Um, and I think we had kind of Will Hughes in there, who's obviously gone on to bigger and better things. And I thought, you know, he was he was actually playing better than than Hughesy on that day, and, mm. and playing better for Ipswich, and linked with Arsenal, Spurs, and, and other kind of Premier League teams, and now finds himself in League One. But if he gets a run of games, you know, there's yeah. there's he's got more than enough time to continue to have a you know a, a good career. So yeah, I think I think I agree. He's probably one to to look out for, and I guess. What you've said there is, if you find that kind of balance that, un, that un, kind of unlocks a certain player, then you see a really different player. And I think that's yeah. that's what we've seen this season. You know, we've we've finally now, albeit um, Max Bird's out for for you know another four or six weeks, we've found that balance in midfield. So yeah, that, that that's really interesting. And I, I come on come on here and and, and talk to you, and I, I'm now a little bit worried about you, sure. today, if I'm honest. Good, good. That's the aim. <laughs> but uh, if we are going to beat you, if Derby are going to beat Lincoln, how do we do that? Good question. You put the ball in the net more times than we do yours. Um, <laughs> how do you do it? I think it's difficult. It's difficult because the, the way teams have beat us this year, and we've only lost seven games out of 20, I think. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Picture the scene. All of your mates around, you've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Partner this with your team playing champagne football. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. 
There's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. We played 27, we've only lost seven. Um, I think it's, I think the teams that, that, that beat us uh, are just completely dominant from the start to finish. And I say that we beat Ipswich and they have 32 shots, but I think, I, got, I think back to Cambridge away, I think back to Bolton away, um, they just completely took charge of the football game and they dictated it. And if, uh, and that was sort of one in midfield, which obviously now we've got a bit more about as in midfield, but um, it was one in midfield. I think back to the Bolton game, especially it was um, the likes of, Aaron Morley and, and Dempsey in their midfield who are really impressive and they, they just ping the ball around us and once they get the first early goal then we're completely capitulated um, so I think if Derby are going to want to win on Tuesday they're going to have to score in the first 15 minutes if they don't um, I worry for them a little bit in terms of we're very good at once we've sort of had 10-15 minutes we've felt the need we, we're not we've not been challenged effectively Um we then build a platform and then we go on and try and win the game. And, and the later it, it stays as a draw, then I think the more we're in it. So I think you've got to score early because if you score score early, you score one, you know, the quality derby you've got um, will obviously be, be chasing the game and you can just, you'll be able to pick us off, which is why um, the first goal in any football game is, is absolutely pivotal. And as I say, if derby can get that on Tuesday night with McGoldrick in the form that he's in um, with the likes of, you know, um, Sibley and, and Mendes Lang and you know Dobbin as well um, you guys could really tear us apart if if you're able to do that yeah yeah that sounds that sounds fair I think it is a case of yeah coming to coming to Pride Park um, what we see earlier in the season that teams would would kind of come and, and up their performance by 10-20% but actually of late I think Derby have, have done that as well we, we seem to have made Pride Park a bit of a, a fortress and I know that uh, you'll be aware of the, the backing that, that Derby gets. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, it's been a, a bit of a 12th man of late. Um, in terms of how you approach fixtures, does it differ from home and away or do you think you've just got one brand of, of football home and away? It's difficult because Mark's in his first sort of season in charge. Um, we went from, you know, if you'd seen this last year from under Michael Appleton, um, we were very possession heavy. We were, you know, playing out from the bat regardless of what, what happened. Um, you know, we, we had some good footballers um, under Michael Appleton, the likes of Brennan Johnson. I know he's not too popular in your area. Um, players of that ilk who, you know, you play through the, the the ball through the thirds and then you give it to them players and they're absolutely destructive in the final third. That was the plan under Michael. Uh, um, I think Mark's had a bit of a, a job on his on his hands to change the identity. We were very soft last year under Appleton. Um, he brought in a few hard nuts, if I can say, um, like Pordy O'Connor, um, who's a, an absolute psycho. I don't know what on earth he eats for <laughs> breakfast, but he'll he'll go ahead absolutely anything. He'll he'll have a scrap if he needs to. He's a typical league lower league defender who um, fights you know fights his team's corner, and, and I really like that. I think we're much better at that now. We're we're not pushovers if um, you know we're we're a bit more aggressive. We're yes, we like to play out from the back, and we we still play an attractive brand of football. But um, if we need to play it long and get it into a, a target man, or we need to get it out into your channels, then we've got the perfect centre back to do that. Lewis Monson, I'm not sure if you guys would have heard of him, was um, an investment from the season that was behind closed doors. He came from the second tier of the Netherlands, so I think he came from FC Dordrecht. 
Uh, and he is, as well as being a, a model, a professional model, he is an outstanding <laughs> centre-back who can put a ball on a sixpence from uh, about 60, 70 yards. Literally, it, it can, I think on Saturday, it must have been about seven or eight passes. He put literally right onto the feet of Diamond and Shadipo. So if we need to play long, we can do. Um, do we Do we change our game plan depending on where we are? I think we probably do. When you go into a ground like Ipswich, like, Barnsley, like Derby County, you've got to give them some respect and say, you know what, you've got 25,000 fans here, you're a decent outfit. I think we'll give you the respect. I think we'll um, we'll say, you know, come at us and see what if you can challenge us. But um, like I say, the longer we, we stay in the game, then the more the more likely I think we might be able to nick it. Yeah, yeah, that's understandable. And, and personally, I guess for you and, and speaking on behalf of Lincoln fans, I mean, what are your aspirations for the for the rest of the season? Um, I think I think improvement on last year would be nice. We we were sort of flirting with relegation uh, last year quite a lot. Um, we were even in the bottom four before Christmas for, for about three hours, which caused our fans to go absolutely nuts on social media. Which I know every club's got their you know their weapons on social media. So, um, but but yeah, I, I think just improvement. I think if we finish, you know, anywhere between sort of maybe 11th down to 15th would be improvement. I think we came 17th or 16th last year. Um, I think we were 12 points we were clear of the relegation zone last year, um, but that was purely because Fleetwood and Gillingham and all that lot were absolutely woeful. Um, I think improvement would be to keep developing the players that we've, we've got permanently. We've got some really good, excellent young footballers at the football club, some real big assets for the future. Um, and just to keep growing, you know, on the pitch, off the pitch, increase the gates going up where we're, we're seeing about 9,000 at home every week which is pretty good for a, a club of Lincoln size and in terms of a league finish like I said um, mid-table would be absolutely fine uh, I think we've got a bit of a run of games after you and, and Pompey are, that are favourable so um, we can go on a bit of a run and try and push up towards where Exeter and Port Vale are sort of hanging out but any improvement on last year Jamie would be would be good and I, I think the, the the main the main operation of this year was to get the fans back on side because pretty much last year the fans were not on side with the football club of Appleton. They wanted him out. They got what they wanted and Mark sort of brought the football club closer to the supporters again. And uh, I think you can tell the, the club, you'll see it full time. The players, regardless of a win or a loss, have got a connection with the supporters. The supporters are always um, clapping us on. I think there's going to be about 2,200 of us there on Tuesday, which is a, a fairly decent crowd. Um but yeah, just improvement on and off the pitch. Um, uh, and then next year, see if we can assault the top 10, just do it slowly. I think we've been in League One for four years now, which is um, decent considering where we were 10 years ago. But um, to answer your question, progression um, constantly. And I, th- I think the more investment and the more, you know, the, the more assets we get through the door, the more likely that's going to happen. Yeah, and speaking to you, I mean, you know, we're aware of, of, of some of those players that, that you've got. I think it's... Um... It's very apparent that you can cause us some some problems, and you know where we are in the league at the moment, the run we're on. Um, you look at a game like Lincoln, and and potentially some Derby fans are thinking, you know, it's maybe a bit of a home banker. But speaking to you tonight, I think there's every every chance that you could come and, and give us some some real problems. So yeah. it's set up to be a, a really good game. Um, I say that every week to everyone that I speak to, and. And when we speak to the the lads on the the review show, but I think every game in League One is is uh, is good. So yeah, uh, you're coming down for it as well. I, yes, um, mate. It's um, yeah. I was at Union Derby, so I have quite a close connection to to Derby County and, and Derby as a city. So 
Um, me and a few of the lads who I played cricket with who are Derby fans are, are coming pretty early on the train. I think we've gone about lunchtime and, and hitting a few of the old bar calls that we used to do at university. And um, it's, the, it's the game that I've been looking forward to all season, purely because of, of, you know it's Derby County, they're a big football club. I went to games in the press box at, at Derby while I was at uni and gone, God, I really hope I can watch Lincoln play here one day. Because we were in like the National League and League Two back in those days. And now ultimately we're... We find ourselves going to Pride Park as equals, which I think just shows the massive progression, their progression as Lincoln City as a football club, and perhaps um, shows you how badly Derby County been won over the last um, five to six years as well. Yeah, definitely, and uh, I'm, I hear that a lot from Cambridge United fans as well. So yeah, uh, that definitely that definitely makes sense. Well, last thing to ask you, um, you seem confident with Lincoln's uh, chances. So I imagine you're going to say that Lincoln are going to get a win. But what's your prediction for the game? Uh, I'm not going to be confident enough to, to back us to win. I'm confident enough for us to come out with a point. Um, and plus, we, we took four points last year off pretty much all the promoted sides. So it's a good indication for you. We've taken four points off Ipswich this year. Uh a point off Wednesday and a point off Argyle so far. So when we beat those two, four points off those two and four points off you might mean you get promoted. Um, so I think, I, I think I, you know, I'd be happy with a draw. I, I think um, we don't concede many, we don't score many. So I, I'm probably going to go for 1-1. You guys struggled to break us down last year. Um, uh, and we pretty much draw almost every game 1-1 or 0-0. There's no in between. So, yeah, one-one for me, and I, I, I'm hoping that we can score in front of the south stand, like sort of last ten minutes, and and then the, one of our lads whoever scores it just runs into <laughs> that corner, and I, I just hope for Bedlam, um, which I've, which I've seen a few times at Pride Park to be honest. But um, yeah, I, I'm going to back us to get a point. I think obviously that depends how we play tomorrow, but um, win tomorrow, and then you know you're looking at Derby with with two wins back to back. And if you lose to Wickham, then you could be a wounded animal, which could go you could go both ways, really. But um, I'll back us for a point at the very least. Yeah. You just give me a massive flashback of Ben Osborne scoring um, in front of the South Stand. The, Although there I tell you, Jamie, you... I was there that day. <laughs> uh, in the end, that you rather I wasn't in. Oh, dear. Disconnect yeah. now. No, yeah, no niceties at the end of this. I've, I have <laughs> a few friends that were, that were Forest fans and they managed to get me tickets and... Um, I got tickets to the East Midlands derby um, last season. Uh, obviously, with, with connections to Forest with um, Brennan Johnson, I just wanted to go and see um, to see how, how he had developed after his loan spell at Lincoln, and obviously um, scored at Pride Park and scored at the City Ground as well. Um, sorry, derby fans, and I do like you all. I think you, I think I think you're a cracking fan base, but um, Brennan Johnson, sorry, I just love the bloke. Yeah, I'm not sure I can. I'm not sure I can say the same. Even now that he's not playing, well, he's playing two leagues above us, which is, uh, I think, that's the the most sad thing to to be quite honest. But um, yeah, going back to, I guess, going back to the game, my prediction, I'm going to say two nil derby victory. I think all even in terms of goals scored, goals against. Um, I'm hoping that obviously we get a result on Saturday as well, um, and this unbeaten run the league continues to. To keep going, but yeah, like I said, it's set up for for an amazing game. Um, I hope you enjoy your your time, Jake. What you, hopefully you'll be able to remember if you're getting into Derby at midday and and yeah. uh, on the drink. Then uh, I'm, well, I'm trying not to. That's the whole thing because uh, okay. deep down, deep down, I'm worried that we're going to be like another Morecambe, and uh, you know, I need to 
load up on on drink while it's cheap. So I'll be in the uh, standing order in the Thomas Leaper um, down the other <laughs> end of town pretty early. I should I should, should think stop off at walkabout, couple of a uh, couple of nice pubs on the way down, and uh, and probably a cry on the train home as well, which <laughs> which might do. But but no, it's it's a game up. Like I said, it, it's. You know, we had we had Sunderland, we had Sheffield Wednesday last year. Sheffield Wednesday don't feel so new this year. Derby County is like the new ground for Lincoln fans. That that it, it's one that we want to tick off. Obviously, it's come at a good time. It's a half term week as well uh, for Lincoln, so which is why we've sold so many tickets. Um, but you know, Derby County are a big football club that shouldn't be in League One. And ultimately, um, I've said to my mates, I think you're going to. You're going to go to Wembley this year. I don't know if you're going to win. I've, I've, I've predicted a, an Ipswich Derby playoff final, which um, would be great. I think it'd be a great spectacle. I think both teams are fantastic, um, and on the day, either could win. So, and plus, you wouldn't see an empty seat in Wembley, would you, if it was Ipswich and Derby? Because both fans, are, both sets of fans, are cracking and, and sell out every week. So, yes, um, I'll stop brown-nosing you all now. But yeah, I, I do like Derby as much as as much as I've got a connection with Forrest and Brennan Johnson and George Grant and all them boys. Um, Derby are a special football club to me. They 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 really took my um, journalism career off, um, and I shall be eternally grateful for the people behind the scenes. And um, yeah, just looking forward to taking six points off them this year, though. Which... Well, let's see what happens. Let's see what happens. Um, well, thanks so much for for listening, everybody. If you did enjoy the episodes, give us a like, uh, follow us. We are here every week. Rams talk previews and reviews. Jake, thanks so much for for joining me. Um, I'm sure we'll, we'll speak again. But yeah, really enjoyed uh, speaking with you this evening. Yeah, thank you for, for having me on. It's um, taken the, the thought of my pain away from my kneecap. So uh, it's been pretty positive for me. Thanks, Jake. Thank you. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.